0: Welcome to Table 1025. Hi, I'm Jen. Hey, this is Dawn. Hi, this is Deb. And I'm Jody. We're real women who gather around the table to connect with God and one another through real life conversations. So grab a coffee and pull up a chair. Welcome to the table.
1: Welcome back to Table 1025. We're so glad to have you with us. I am Deb. And I just wanted to let you guys know this week that we are doing our recording through Zoom. And so uh, we would like you to be patient with us as this is the first time Jen is joining us uh, through from a few states away. So we will be talking a little bit today on the subject of loyalty as it relates to relationships. And Jen is prepared to share with us um, words of wisdom. And so we look forward to those today. So thank you again for joining us. Jen, take it
2: away. Okay. Well, when we first started talking about things that are important to us in relationship, we each kind of threw out topics that really stuck out to us. And so for me, the first thing that came up was I am a loyal person and I feel like loyalty is super important to me in relationship. It is really hard for me to, to be um, in a close relationship with someone that I do not feel um, any loyalty to, right? So if I don't feel like I can trust a person, if I don't feel like there is any devotion or um, steadfastness to that person, if I don't feel like they're going to keep their word to me, it's really hard to, to build um, a relationship with them. And so loyalty is just something that's really been important to me as I have grown and um, matured. And so I can say that my closest relationships that I've ever had have been very loyal. Mm -hmm. I think that, I mean, I look back at my relationships that I've had and most of them, honestly, you guys, like my best friend that I had growing up, we're still really, really good friends. I consider her still one of my best friends. And we only talk to each other maybe, you know, two or three times a year. I don't talk Mm -hmm. to her that often, but there is that sense of loyalty to her that I just have. And that's just something that has built between us. It doesn't matter where we are, what we're doing. I know that I can trust her. I know that she's there for me. I know that she can call me. I can call her in the middle of the night, whatever she needs. You know, I am there for her and she's there for me. And I feel like that with you guys too. I feel like if you are there for somebody, there is just a, a sense of loyalty. There are unspoken rules that you have that person's back. You are there for them they are there for you. There is trust there that is not going to be easily broken. Um, When I looked up the definitions for loyal, I thought they were really interesting. So I started with Webster's 1828, and that was kind of a strange definition. So what it says in the Webster's 1828 dictionary for the word loyal is faithful to a prince or superior, true to plighted faith, duty, or love, and not treacherous. So I thought that was really interesting. And I thought the word plighted was interesting because that's not obviously a word that we use very often today. Mm -hmm. So I looked that up. So true to plighted faith, plighted is another word for pledged. So pledged means promised, right? So true to something that you have promised. So true to pledged faith, duty, or love. Mm -hmm. So when you pledge, you know, you pledge to somebody that you are going to be there for them. You pledge Um, You pledge duty, you pledge your love. And then I also thought it was interesting that they put not treacherous. Treacherous, I looked that up and that means guilty of or involving betrayal or deception. So the opposite of loyal is betrayal or deception. So obviously loyalty is something that's super important when you are gonna have a close relationship with someone, you have to have loyalty. Otherwise, there's always gonna be that little sneaking suspicion in the back of your head Can I trust this person? Are they deceiving me? Are they going to betray me? And you can't have that in a foundation, you know, upon which you build a a relationship. So I started thinking about what loyalty looks like in relationships. So it's one thing to say like, yeah, loyalty, loyalty is important to me. Like I really feel like I'm a loyal person. Um, I feel like I need loyalty in a relationship. Like I'm really loyal to people. It's one thing to say that, it's another thing to actually know what that looks like within relationships. So I started looking at at that aspect of loyalty. And for me, um, I think that there is an aspect of faithfulness, right? Mm -hmm. So it comes down to being a faithful friend is essentially for me kind of what loyalty is. And so it's keeping your promises, keeping your words, following through. Are you steadfast in your friendship? Do you know that you can rely on a person or that they can rely on you? Those things are all components of being loyal, of being faithful, of having a relationship with someone that you can trust and count on. So you guys, I'm thinking about loyalty and how easy it is to say we can be loyal, right? But is it a reality in our lives? And how does that look biblically? So I think we need to talk about today. I think we need to talk about loyalty in our earthly relationships. And I think we need to talk about loyalty in our um, relationship with Christ, because obviously one is more important than the other. And so I think what we're going to start off with doing is talking about where loyalty is at in the Bible and kind of some examples of, loyal, examples of loyalty in the Bible. So let's talk about Ruth and Naomi. Jody, can you give us a summary of the story of Ruth and Naomi?
0: Um, <clears throat> yes, I will try to do that, Jen. In <laughs> not such a lengthy way because you guys know I love to add detail. So Naomi was a Jew um, from, and I believe her husband was from the tribe of Judah. And there was a famine in the land. And so Naomi's husband decided that he would take his family into the country of Moab. And his family consisted of himself, his wife Naomi, and their two sons. So they moved to Moab and settled down. And when the sons grew um, to the age to marry, they actually married two Moabite women and in here enters Ruth, and I can't remember Orpa. Orpa was um, the other um, daughter-in-law. So Orpa and Ruth were both Moabite women. They knew nothing. Well, they had heard of the um, nation of Israel, but they they didn't know Israel's God there came a time when Naomi lost her husband and then her two sons ended up also dying. So it was Naomi and Ruth and Orpah. And we need to understand that during this time, being a widow was the lowliest of all lows because in this culture, women depended on men for provision. So because Naomi was from the tribe of Judah, she was an Israelite and she now lived in a foreign land. She lived in Moab. She had no family. She had no tribe. So there was no one to care for her or for her daughter-in-laws. So at one point in time, Naomi decided it was time to go back to her homeland. And she set out to go, and her daughter-in-law started to follow her. She turned around and shared with, with Ruth and Orpa: listen, I have nothing. You have your whole life ahead of you. I can't take care of you. Find husbands here in your homeland. Um, I have to go back to my homeland. And they both said, no, we want to go with you. So they started off a little bit further. And again, Naomi said, I I think you should stay here. And at that point in time, Orpah decided to stay. However, Ruth chose to follow Naomi. And she, in fact, she even said, where you go, I will go. And whoever your God is, is my God. Now, Jen, and you wrap that into loyalty. Okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it's really okay. So the the verse that you kind of summarized specifically was Ruth 116. And it is after Naomi tells Ruth, look, your sister-in-law is going back to her people. You need to go back to your people. Don't worry about me. Yeah. And Ruth says, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. And so this story specifically hit a little personal for me because I'm, mm-hmm. I am in a situation where I have married a man who lives in Nebraska. And my, I was raised in Indiana. So my entire family for the most part is in Indiana. And I can tell you that if my husband died, I would not hesitate to want to move back to Indiana. It would be real hard for me, and I say I'm a loyal person, but it would be real hard for me to want to stay in Nebraska if I felt like, um, if I felt like <laughs> I didn't have much left there for me. It would be really hard, even if my mother in law was, you know, I mean, I, I just put myself in Ruth's position and in Naomi's position, and I just think like it would be real hard for me to stay. It would be real hard for me or to go, you know, it would be hard for me to not be with my family after losing my husband. Right. And so to think of the way she was loyal to her mother-in-law is just really moving to me. And the way that she proved with action, she didn't just say the thing and then she didn't say one thing and do another thing. She right. said what you know was on her heart. She said she was gonna stick it out and she did it. And she was faithful and God rewarded that in the end. And so it's just a really beautiful story of loyalty. Yeah. So then you guys, from there, I'm thinking of, started thinking in the new Testament and of Jesus. And granted, like we have just passed at the time of this recording, we have just finished the Easter season and the lent season. So the Easter story is fresh on my mind. And so the, the, (laughs) the way that Jesus, the relationship that he had with his disciples is something that just came straight to my mind when I'm thinking of loyalty, because to some extent, those, those disciples were super loyal, right? Like they were, they were his men. They were his, his guys. But then you have old Judas who sold him out for 30 pieces of silver.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And you have, um, you have Peter who denies him three times before he's crucified. You know, I mean, and these guys were tight. And so it's just so interesting to me to think of what loyalty meant. In those relationships and how that played out and then you even take it a step further and you look at you look at the people and how they loved jesus on palm sunday and they laid out the palm branches and he rode through the town on the donkey and the, the crowds loved him and they were praising him and they were crying hosanna hosanna and then a week later they were screaming crucify him crucify him and just how quickly on the turn of a dime you know our loyalties can change and how important it is to have the character to stick it out and to remain with people and to remain faithful to them when it's hard to, you know, I just, those instances just really stuck out to me as I was thinking about loyalty. And so I came across this quote. Um, I don't even remember. I didn't even write down where it was, but it said the character of every life is determined by the loyalty that rules it. And I just thought that was really interesting. Can I just you say think- that one more time, Jen? Yeah. The character of every life is determined by the loyalty that rules it. So basically the things that we're loyal to are gonna prove like our character. And so when you look at the way that we not just say things in relationship, but the things that we do in relationship, those are revealed through our character. And those are the things that I think are just really telling in relationship. And it's very convicting. I mean, you guys, isn't it just convicting to think about like <laughs> how easy it is to say one thing and do another? Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, just, yeah. it's just real easy to say one thing and depending on the circumstances, depending on, you know, what's going on around us, you know, how loyal are we to doing what we said is important or doing what we said we believe in? Um, I don't know. It's just this whole like, Loyalty seemed like a really simple topic when I first, when it first came up for me. And the more I studied it and thought about it and prayed about it, the more I'm like, ew, it's not, <laughs> it's not a simple thing, right? It's kind of gross. Like it's kind of a really hard, a key thing to think about when you consider it in relationship to yourself and in relationship to others. Mm-hmm. So pivoting from relationships with others, there's the whole aspect of, I mean, putting yourself in the crowd where we're worshiping the Lord and then a week later, we're crucifying the Lord. Right. You know, is that me? Mm -hmm. How would I have behaved towards the Lord? How, you know, would I have gone with the crowd? Would I have um, followed that direction? I don't know. It's just a really interesting, I would be curious to hear your guys' thoughts on, on those aspects and how loyalty is important in our relationships on earth, of course. But in relationship to the Lord, you know what? What does that look like as far as being loyal? How does that play out in our lives? Do you guys have any thoughts to share about that?
3: Um, Jen, when you brought that up, the the one when we had brought up this topic and we were talking about what was important to us and what we what we seek in relationships, um, when the topic of loyalty came up. I immediately thought of the disciples and how they were the closest to Jesus. They, they saw the man in flesh right there. They had the benefit of having him right there and how often they failed that loyalty test. And I know, I love my God. I love Jesus. I know that. And I like to think I am an extremely loyal person. Mm -hmm. Um, but when I look at how often the disciples failed and it kind of made me do a little gut check going, would I pass those tests? Would I have denied Jesus three times? Mm -hmm. I probably would have. Um, I really hope I wouldn't have gone as far as Judas did um, because that is an ultimate betrayal. Um, But man, when you stop and think about how, we like to think that we're strong and we're loyal and dependable and all that good stuff that makes up a good disciple or a good friend. Um, it, is, it is gut-wrenching to figure out how weak we really are and how short we fall of that loyalty
0: because it is important. When I heard you share that quote, because you didn't share that with us when we were prepping before our recording. Um, character is a result of the, where the loyalty that rules it. So what rules us? What does scripture tell us that rules us? That's a completely inward thing. And that's why that quote is connecting it to character. Cause immediately I thought of our heart and our soul. So that's what rules every decision that we make. And that in itself is convicting.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, because I, and I don't know if there's any specific thing that, well, not, I don't know. I, right now there really isn't anything specific that comes up for me, other than the fact that there are probably areas in my life, in my relationship with Jesus, where he rules. Mm-hmm. He, he owns it. He rules it. And then there are other areas within my heart and soul that I have given it, given that aspect of my heart and my soul to something else, which is ultimately not loyalty. Um, And through the grace of God, we all know that the Holy Spirit is working inwardly on us to work that kind of junk out of us. And we will never fully be loyal to our Lord and Savior until we are in our glorified state. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a continual working out. And then that always leads me to that's the whole purpose in walking with other people. That's the whole purpose of um, having relationship with other believers and even non-believers, because it is God's divine way of even helping us work him work that junk out of us as we're in relation to, to others. Because obviously through your examples, specifically even with the disciples. There was one male left at the cross, and that was John. Mm-hmm. And there were women. His mother and Mary, for sure, were at the cross. That That's true loyalty right there. Um, and again, like Don was sh- just sharing, would I have been but I have stood there and waited and just been with him. And in essence, I can relate that to real life right now. Am I willing just to wait with him in whatever's going on in my life, no matter what it is, am I willing to do that? Because that takes me back to that word faithfulness that you put out there, Jen. I think quite frankly, faithfulness and loyalty go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And why do we why do we see so many times in scripture great is your faithfulness right all the time we see that how, how God speaks of himself as a faithful God that's like in essence loyalty his loyalty to who he is to his word and to his chosen people
1: yeah jody, you spoke of faithfulness and one of the scriptures that I'd written down surrounding this topic of loyalty today was uh, from Deuteronomy 7 verse 9 it says know therefore that the Lord your God is God the faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations and you know along with that faithfulness and him keeping the his covenant you know I thought it was very significant, too, that he says he keeps steadfast love. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we think about loving each other, loving our friends as Jesus loves, um, that's pretty profound. And uh, I'm, I'm connecting it also to the word sacrifice has come up for me as yep. I was listening to you. And you know, especially like you mentioned coming off of Easter and the, the great sacrifice that Jesus did for us on that cross, you know, that was love yep. as messy and gross and disgusting as it was, that was love. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know that just love and faithfulness to me, really that those two words are really jumping out at me, uh, based off of what you shared, Jen.
0: Well, since you brought up sacrifice, Deb, um, when I was prepping for this episode, these were the phrases that came up for me. Um, Loyalty for me looks like fighting for those whom God has placed in my life and fighting not in the sense of, you know, get your fists up kind of a thing, Um, but not giving up, not giving up on those who God has placed in my life, you know, whether I disagree with what I'm seeing, or I think something's not right. It's not, well, I'm just going to give up. Right. So that would look like not giving up on someone would look like interceding on their behalf, praying for them, making sure they know that I'm there for them, whatever they need. Um, And it would even mean if I see a sin, I'm speaking to it. With my brother and that goes with matthew eighteen fifteen, when jesus is talking if your brother sins against you go and tell him his fault between you and him alone if he listens to you you have gained your brother and then god connected that for me to james and i'm looking it up right now james 5 16 which re- reads, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. So self-sacrifice, yeah. dying to self is what comes up for me with loyalty, With which was what goes up or is what you shared, um, Deb, when you said the word sacrifice comes up for you. Um, I just think that, Those are some real life examples of what loyalty looks like. With
3: that loyalty, the the verse out of Matthew, you know, when you are going to a brother, um, gosh, today's culture, we like to make sure everybody is not offended and everybody feels good. (laughs) And, you know, we don't want anybody to feel bad. And that verse seems to go so against that grain that we would actually go tell someone.
1: That the key is you're telling them in love.
3: Yeah. Right. And that's what that James. Right. I think it's James. And the fact of how loyalty, how, how loyal, how, how much love do you show that person? Because you care more about where their eternal soul is going to end up than that momentary, they're going to be mad at me. They're going to not talk to me again. Those earthly consequences of what you are doing in total love and sacrifice, because
0: you do care more about their soul, their Mm -hmm. eternity. Absolutely. I think verses 19 and 20 in James five goes with that too. My brothers, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone brings him back, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins.
3: I think in my life, I have noticed that the people who are more loyal will be more truthful Mm -hmm. and correct me and bring that stuff to my attention. Mm -hmm. And as I mature as a believer, how
0: important that is in my life now. Mm -hmm. And the correcting doesn't have to look at, you know, in the Matthew verse, he says, go to the brother who has sinned against you. So you go to them, you know. I think it would be important for us to recognize like, what does correcting look like? And, and it's not necessarily always the same as a parental type of correction that we would use with our kids when they're really young. Right. I mean, I've noticed how my correction with my kids now that they're you know, close to adulthood and are pretty much adults that the way that I correct them now, or it, it's very different than when they were 10 and under.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: A lot of times it's questioning. It's it's putting questions out there that causes the brother or the sister to think about what's going on.
3: Very true. Um, Not going to them saying uh, you did this wrong. Yeah, you need okay. to fix this. Right? It is, but it's
0: being willing. Yep, to ask the question. And I don't. I think I was sharing this with my husband last night. I I think. Um the word pride is coming up for me. It, it We need to understand how prideful we truly are <laughs> in the fact that if I am so worried about how this is going to affect someone else, more than likely my pride is getting in the way because I'm worried about how they're going to view me. I'm I'm worried about how it's going to affect me, which is in essence what, Jen was initially was talking about earlier about these people who were praising him and laying down the palm leaves as he's walking. And then all of a sudden the tables are turned and now he's on trial. Where is everybody now? Oh, but I may not be allowed in the synagogue or, or they may, they may not look at me the same way. You know, it's the same reason Peter denied Jesus. He was put on the spot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are we willing to be put on the spot for each other? Are we willing to be put on the quote unquote spot for him? Deep
2: stuff from Jen. Oh, no, it's not. Well, and I just keep thinking of the whole theme of, I think dying to self is real important. Jody, you mentioned that phrase specifically. And I, I think of that as, I mean, just the idea of putting others first, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And I think it's, a lot of times loyalty can be as simple as that. I think a lot of times it's a lot deeper, but I think it is, you know, it's putting other people first and not only putting other people first, but I mean, I think of First Corinthians 13. And listen, I am the first one to roll my eyes when someone mentions that yep. chapter, because I feel yep. like it is so overdone. Yep. But you look at what it really means to love someone yep. and then you compare it to how you're living your life. And I just <laughs> want to just curl up and die sometimes because of how I live. And it's so opposite of that chapter so often and how I'm treating others. And especially the people I live with the people I should be most loyal to in my life. And I'm not. And so I think for me with loyalty, I need to remember that I think it's about showing up and I think it's about follow through. Mm -hmm. And I think it's about you, you do what you say you're going to do. And that comes back to the character piece. Um, what, what are you doing when it comes to, um, you know, just following through with what you say you're going to do true loyalty. I think true loyalty results in action. And you guys, oh my gosh, when I, (laughs) when I was in high school, like loved DC talk and they had that song and it was, I was thinking of it, the Lord brought it to mind this morning and it was called love is a verb. And I loved it. But I think of that now. And I'm like, I mean, that's what loyalty is like. It is a verb. It is not just I am loyal to you and you are loyal to me. I mean, that's not what it is. You know, Lo- you have to have action to back up. You mm-hmm. cannot yell. You, you don't just get to yell Hosanna Hosanna and then crucify him. Crucify him. No, that's not, you know, that's not what you have to do. You have to have the actions to back up what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And so that's just what I keep coming back to, whether it's with with people, whether it's with the Lord um, I just, I think it's so important that our actions back up what we are saying and doing as Christians, as friends, as believers. It's just, we have to have, we have to have it be a verb and not
1: just a word. Mm-hmm. And I think the common, I mean, the connecting piece there is Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, the people who were shouting Hosanna, they didn't know who Jesus was. They didn't understand him right. in the way that They should have or what in the way that they needed to and so in order for us to connect with others we the the common denominator has to be Jesus you have to know who he is in order to um, add that value to your relationship with other people as well if you don't have that connection with him it's it's going to be impossible
0: amen and what I keep hearing too is especially with this knowing Jesus and the the action Jen that you've put out there is what are you doing behind closed doors? What are you doing when no one is mm-hmm. looking at you or listening to you? Because that's what, I mean, that's that character piece too. Yeah. It's going to show up because as you were talking, Jen, I, these types of thoughts were starting to to like, just pop around in my head is, you know, I, I am watching the church as a whole right now. The fruit, it's very hard to see because we're choosing to display action like things on social media. We want people to, to know that we're good, but where's the fruit that that really shows that? So what are what are we doing when no one is looking? That's a convicting piece. Yeah,
3: it is. Mm-hmm.
0: So I was hearing, if you're okay, if we roll into the action steps, Jen, and I, I would say that everybody else just chimes in a little bit, because I believe we've provided the action steps, yeah. but I think it would be good for our listeners just to hear some. I heard Jen, I heard you say keeping promises and I heard reliability yep. um, showing up. What would that look like? Like when you're saying that, Jen, what do you Mm -hmm. mean when you say showing up?
2: I mean, if you have a situation in your life where a friend, a family member, when someone needs something, you, um, you follow through with them, like you do what you need to do to help them. I mean, do you guys, I feel like I have had a few friends in my life that I know if I call them that they're going to. They're going to drop what they're doing and they're going to come like Jody. I had one during your wedding. Like I was having a situation (laughs) with some undergarments and I called and I was like, listen, (laughs) coming up and my situation here is not good. Like, can you help me? And she stopped what she was doing that day. I don't even know what she was doing. And she drove all the way to Arcadia and brought me what I needed. I'm that's such a stupid example, but it's showing up like it is showing up and it is being loyal to people. It is. Not just saying if you need something, call me. It right. is when you get that call, you do something, you help. It, it, it's not
1: just, know. oh, I'll be praying for you. And then, yes. I mean, yeah, not that prayer is not important. I'm not saying yes. that. No,
0: so, but that is a common phrase right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Praying, <laughs>
1: folded hands, emojis, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Okay.
3: I got to address that one. Because <laughs> <laughs> here's what, I, because yes, we do pray for people when oh, they absolutely. need it. Um, but one thing that I have started doing more and more, like if it's on a social media and they're putting out requests, I will actually type Type the prayer prayer. Yeah. because I need them to say, see, yes, Yes. I meant what I said. That is part of my loyalty is to Mm -hmm. say, I'm not just saying these words that I'm going to pray Mm -hmm. for you. I
0: am really going to pray for you. That's a good action step right there. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't even have to be done. Um, it can be done virtually. Yes. Is basically yeah. what we're yeah. what we're mm-hmm. saying. Good stuff. Did anybody else grab another action stuff they heard Jen share, without you know as she was sharing her stuff?
1: Well, this is maybe just an extension. Thinking back to um, Ruth and Naomi, and you know the verse that we one of the verses we talked about said, uh, "Where is it at? It oh the tail end of." verse 16 in that first chapter, your people shall be my people. Mm-hmm. And I think about just that phrase alone and um, the impact that my friends have had, like my sisters in Christ have had in, they, they don't just stick up for me, but they stick up for my entire family. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's about showing up for the entire family. And, and so I think that's important too, that, you know, we are connected in more ways than just the four of us around this table
3: right
1: <laughs> it's an extension because it goes beyond
3: mm-hmm.
1: which that's is good what Jesus did
3: and I know something that Jen had mentioned earlier um, was loyalty to one another and loyalty to the Lord mm-hmm. and I know as an action step I need to sit down and and capture some thoughts on what that looks like yeah. and yeah. how I truly value friendships. I love friendships. I love sitting around a table. I love being with people. I'm I'm an extrovert, right, Jen? <laughs> and <laughs> um, you know that causes me to pause and say, "Do I always put the Lord first, or do sometimes I let those friendships that value?" kind of take the wrong order yeah oh yeah totally to that,
2: yeah, that's so. good so that's well, not was, even oh sorry
0: no go ahead jen
2: not even friendships don but like just your love for yourself i mean that's what i struggle with a lot like i just i feel it was it jody that was talking about just the love of self earlier and i can right. just be so self-centered and it's amazing how that can just overtake everything i mean like my love of self can make every loyalty I have seem totally insignificant. I mean, totally Mm -hmm. insignificant. So, I mean, we just, we're selfish people and I I mean, I am, (laughs) I just, we we are, we are selfish tendencies and they just pop up at the most crazy times, but you know, I mean, it affects everything, even your relationship with the Lord. So it's not just even that we have to fight for these loyalties with other you know people with those relationships. It's ourselves too. I mean, like my relationship with myself is not as important as my relationship with the Lord. And that's a hard one for me. That's a real hard one for me.
3: Well, thanks, Jen. Now I got more capturing to do. (laughs) But
2: I think that's a great
0: action step that we could even provide our listeners. um, Especially if we're feeling convicted to do the same thing is to Uh really down and really look at our lives and think about where our loyalty to our Lord is first and foremost. And where in our life do we put ourselves ahead of him? Too much. I don't even want to think about it.
2: (laughs) And I think that's where like, I know. Go ahead, Jen. Oh, no, I was just gonna say, do you see why when I picked this topic, it seems so like easy and the more i got into it the more i'm like this is ugly stuff like yeah. this, is this like, could almost this be a two episode." I think. Oh, gosh.
0: <laughs> well so- i think it would be important another action step you know it, it depends on where you're at in your relationship with jesus um and you may not be ready for this next step but i i ask lord where in my life are you not number one would you yeah. please reveal to me where you are not where i have placed myself above you um, and that goes with my prayer of less of me, more of you. And I will say, because he is God and because he is faithful and because he is loyal, he will, he will show me where, where I am more important in my own life than he is. <laughs> and he takes things away to help you with that. Yes, he does. He does.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and he'll use, he'll use people in our life to reveal that to us, whether it's through spoken word or
2: not. He will. He will do that. Oh yeah. (laughs) Do you have anything else, Jen? No, I think that about guys. That's plenty. That's so too. (laughs) That's plenty. (laughs) Well, we do want to thank you
1: all for joining us again today, and uh, just a little segue. Next time, we will be talking a little bit about surrender, and what that looks like in a relationship, which. I think we'll tie in very well with this topic we talked about today. So until next time, have a great week.
0: We thank you for joining us on Table 1025. We've enjoyed being real with you today. Until we are together again.
2: Be creative and encouraging.
0: Helping others.
3: And spurring on those around you.
0: We look forward to gathering with you around Table 1025.